All right, now it's real. Now it's real. We're live. Um, you know, it's the first time we're actually recording an episode since we actually posted something on yeah. the internet for once. That's a that's the fun part about this. That now we can see how people reacted to our content and kind of see what people said. We also want everyone to know, like Harmol, myself, and Mindy, we are all the co-hosts of Limelight. You're not getting rid of us anytime soon unless unless uh, there's a lot of hate or something. Yeah, we'll do like Survivor. We'll put a poll <laughs> question up and whoever's the least amount of votes you're getting off. <laughs> we'll get a new person on every week. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, with the fact that, you know, we did share the second episode is going to be talking about Mindy's night that changed his life forever. We want to sh- we want to be mindful of the fact the story affects a lot more people. And um, we want to make sure that when we do release it, that... Uh, you know, we've done our due diligence on it. So this is going to be a shorter episode. Oh yeah, one more thing. We understand not all our audience is going to be Punjabi. Some of our audience may be Indian, but they don't understand Punjabi. You may be from another country or you might only understand English. So we're obviously going to cut back more on the Punjabi. The first episode we filmed was kind of just to see how this goes. But um, we're going to try seeing as much as we can improve it from cutting down the Punjabi. Or if we do say something, we... Give like a translation followed up right by, behind it. Enjoy this episode, guys, and we'll we'll see you on the other side. I'm Raj. I've been talking about having a podcast for pretty much my whole life. And finally, I uh, got two guys that were dumb enough to join me. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, that's who I am. Uh, who do we have here? They made podcasts in the 1950s. I actually, I used to have, do you know, back in the day, you could have a tape deck with two tapes on yeah, it. You can. So first of all, you could, you don't even know. Okay. I'm not like 14. You, I've do, heard Did you things. ever use cassette tapes? Yes. No, you didn't. I had the little thing. Look, the Walkman. I had no, one. I actually no. had one. I actually had one. tape or tapes? Literally a tape, bro. No, you didn't. Did you? I even one? had tapes I, I used did. to put into a he car, bro. The car. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's different. But you didn't have a Hans walkman. Roger Hans, bro. You didn't I have a walkman. You didn't have a walkman. Tape, bro. You didn't have a walkman. I did. For like a short amount of time. Then it was this at that was time. It, what color was it? Yellow. What up, buddy? Yellow. Let's get Google it. Chat GBT. Um, I know, but you remember those two two cassette tapes? There would be a microphone on it. So what I would do, I'm not joking. My little cousin, he'll know. You'll know. I'm not making this up. My parents will know. We used to sit there and I used to be the host of the podcast. He'd be the guest. Yeah. We'd be interviewing each other and shit. And I was like 12. Not even. I was 10. Yeah. So what I'm saying, I was born for this shit. Your story's changed a few times. Sounds yeah. Like made up. It's kind of made, it what do you made mean up. It changed so many times. That, that sounds like a convenient ass story. Right? Ask his yeah. cousin. What's your cousin's name? Yeah, what's your cousin's name? Drop his name. I don't want to <laughs> drop Let's get him on the pod name. right now. Hey. Give him a call. Oh, no, his his name's FaceTime him right his now. Name and no, don't say me. anything. Bring it up right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. What Heaven do we knows. do with the tape deck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we were 10, 12. He'll know. Oh, he'll know. Yeah. Um, but carry on. Anyways, yeah, that's who I am. Super, super excited to be here. But I think everyone should just introduce themselves. Our friend Harmol, he's also a. I thought host. you wanted to go introduce yourself, man. We're all one. The mic needs to be closer to your face. Me? Okay, yeah. fine. No, no, no. <clears throat> sorry, him. 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 Oh, I was introduced myself. Oh. The <laughs> wet. Okay, go ahead. All right, my name is Harmol, and uh, yeah, I've been listening to podcasts for like probably like five, six years now, and um, obviously, I always thought like when the height of podcasts were starting, like during COVID, it'd be like kind of fun to like start one. Like I listen to like like a huge variety of them where it's like current event comedy ones or sports and it's like it's fun if you get to just hang out with a bunch of friends and just get to talk about like random stuff i thought it would always be cool 
So, uh, yeah, here I am. My name is Mindy. Um, I've been listening to podcasts maybe for a few months now. That's it. That's it. And honestly, I'm just, they're just, they're, they are just personal. That was awesome. Yeah, 100%, dude. man. I'm not going to say here be like, oh, I've been listening to podcasts. Yeah, okay, a couple months. I, I didn't know what fucking podcast would be on. What the fuck's a podcast, right? But the reason why, you know what? I listen to the audio. I don't listen to videos, nothing at all. Just the audio versions so I could just get people's life experiences, what the hell they've been through and how they got out to where they are. Um, how they got out? Yeah, got out of their situ- shitty situations. Okay. Yeah, right? like, you know, like motivational podcasts, yeah. the Joe Rogan. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't listen to Joe. I haven't heard his podcast yet. Never heard one. No, not even one. There's so much other stuff out there, right? This guy's listening Aliens. to it. This guy's listening to it on the tape. I'm, listen, I'm listening to it right old. now. Yeah. No, I'm listening to it right now. Oh, nice. No, so basically, honestly, I was just like, man, you know what? I think it'd be good. You know, we need people to share their real life experiences mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, be vulnerable and not be scared of like, oh my God, or how are you going to put your face out there? But sometimes, you know what? People got to hear things from someone who's been through shit and uh, <laughs> basically experienced it and actually survived a lot of uh, BS and, you know, things they've, the poor decisions that I've made. And I think the reason that why I want to do this was come out here and have a real talk with, with, with the audience where people can relate. There's no shame here, nothing at all. There's no guilt. Everyone like, you know what? I'm just, I'm a student every day. I'm making mistakes. I'm going to continue to make mistakes. But I've, uh, I've, I've seen life from a different perspective that definitely a lot of the viewers have never seen and, uh, but probably can relate to because of the, a lot of my upbringing as well too. I met Raj here about a year ago <coughs> through work. Came by his house and, uh, you know. Stayed tonight. Stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Never left after that. Right? Wait, never. you came after me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, never left after that. I still live here. I still live there, right? Um, so basically, you know what? And I was like, I was like, wow, what's, what's, what's this equipment for you? I'm like, you do a, po- is this a podcast? And I was like, first time I've ever seen a podcast. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, that's awesome. So we just, we're just talking and you know, long story short, which usually means someone says long story short, that fucking story is going to be a lot longer. <laughs> right. So if you're trying to leave, man, go fucking get the fuck out of here. Right. So basically, uh, I, we just kept on chatting and, uh, it basically came to like, hey, man, you know what? We should just do a podcast. And um, that time, I think you sort of Googled some things, just some, <coughs> you know, some sort of couple of words related to me. And uh, I never spoke much about, you know, my past, nothing at all. And uh, turns out that um, he already knew a few things about me, but wanted to say the rest for the podcast. And we recorded one uh, six months ago and it was good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not here to be like, wow, I'm so cool. I did this. I did that. It's more about bringing awareness and just, you know, making sure that I could help people make better decisions um, based on what I've been through. And uh, also it's therapeutic as well too. So it not only, you know, trying to, trying to help the audience or people out there going through shit, it's also helps me as well too. So with that, I'll pass it on to my, uh, my co-host here. No, that's that was crazy. First of all, I think we need to like do a standing ovation, except the mic doesn't move up. So no I can't. standing ovation here, man. Everyone's on the same level, bro. We're just all here. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah, I I've been watching just people communicate my whole life. I found it fascinating. Well, people, why people say the things they say. Why you know, like I remember when I was even in grade five, <clears throat> I didn't believe in Santa. Do you guys believe in Santa? Wait, what do you mean? Did we talk about this last time? 
I don't think we did. Of course, there's Santa. In grade five, you, you believed, believed in Santa? Santa? Well, I'm pretty sure I like, didn't believe in him like when I was very young. I never believed in him. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, you I didn't? didn't really Dude, honestly. I wanted to believe in him. I was like, oh, I it's think my for- parents didn't give a fuck about Christmas, so I didn't really like, care too much until I got older, I guess, about hey, Christmas. We could do a whole 20 minutes on Christmas right now. I never, bro, we never had a Christmas tree in my life. My whole family, only time we got Christmas presents was? Diwali. No. It's my dad had a, 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 a partner in Calgary, this Gora guy, or maybe he's <coughs> Turkish, but he was like total, you know, raised out here, and he used to bring us Christmas presents during Christmas. <laughs> And I was so excited. But then I go to school and kids are doing show and tell. They got all these cool presents. I'm like, man, I'm looking around like, fuck, you feel left out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you, you feel like you're just like, what? Where do I live, man? Fucking under the bridge somewhere. <laughs> right? But, well, uh, anyways, I, this, I, I was just going to say, I just find people interesting. When I was like grade five, some kid came up to me in the, in the gym uh, changing room. He was one of my friends. And we got closer. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, sorry. That sounds really weird. Yeah. I should probably yeah, just change well, the story. You don't have to say change I'm being really specific because I remember this moment. And he was just like, man, I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, dude, like, I found out that Santa's not real. Oh, God. And he was super upset about it. Anyways, I just think that, like, I just find like people fascinating. I feel like nobody, I think if there's a billion people on earth. Everyone thinks they're right. Mm-hmm. There's a billion people on earth. Every single person thinks that they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, what are the chances of, you being the one that's right, you know, you have to kind of have a little bit of, um, you have to be a little bit humble and understand that like, you're just, you're just another being on this rock that's moving through journey, space. Man. Everyone yeah, has their yeah. own journeys and their own experiences and your life shapes based on those journey and experiences. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, when I, I know some like interesting people and meeting Mindy, like I, I met him and I, he told me that he didn't know how to use a smartphone or something. IPhone. I think it's yeah. iPhone. And then he was like, yeah, dude, I was, you know, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, you'll share your story, but we talked about it. Obviously yeah. you made some mistakes in your life. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and, uh, and there were very, you can't say good or bad, but there were reasons as to why the, the circumstances led to you being in the situation you were in mm-hmm. and being the person you became. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, after a little bit of Googling, finding out about you, <clears throat> I still don't know about what actually happened. And, uh, but I know something really, you know, not good happened. And I, I get a, you know, you let me know about this video, um, that you're making. It's with somebody to, to raise awareness anyways, positive yeah, yeah, awareness. Yeah. And, uh, you, you sent it to me to watch. Only person I sent it to. And, uh, yeah. You and my brother-in-law, two people, that's it. Literally. Yeah. Like I'm honored. And my br- brother-in-law that sent it to, he was actually one of the lead investigators in my case. Jeez. So it's just funny how life comes around full circle, right? And so I'm not joking. I haven't eaten all, I've barely eaten all day. I go to the gym. I'm starving. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get food. This guy, I think I called him because I said I was going to call him after the gym. He tells me about the video. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll pull over before I go into the, the place I'm getting food. I watch half the video. Gut wrenching. I've watched so many TV shows, cops and like America's Most Wanted, where they show you in interrogation rooms, like Dateline, NBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones is what really what I meant. Yeah. Anyways, watching those and uh, watching a video where first of all, I knew the person, loved the person, mm-hmm. like a brother. And I'm like, oh my God, like we've all been there. I was telling you, we've all been there where we made a mistake. We did something wrong, right? When you're little, 
you break something you don't want to tell your mom you broke something that was expensive when you're you know in high school you're cheating on something in a, an exam and you get caught or you know when you're an idiot and you're young you do something stupid and you get caught you feel like shit right you just feel like absolute shit mm -hmm. right and um I've never done something to the extent that, you know, that, uh, that, that you have. And I just watched you and it wasn't a, it was like all these things I'd seen where I was disconnected from it. And then watching you, first of all, in that room, then being really vulnerable and just like being in that room. And I'm just watching you, you know, basically realize that everything's about to change your whole life. 100%. And I, I literally felt my stomach started, like my heart sank into my stomach, right? That's mm -hmm. the, that's the thing. And um, I still haven't watched the rest of it, but I, I'm excited to learn about your perspective um, of what happened. Um, I think that part of the reason, I want to say that part of the reason of this podcast is I don't think there's enough people out there just being themselves, being able to share their thoughts freely. Um, and I think that usually people are canceled or ostracized for that. I think in the Punjabi community, I don't know people that are, you know, open to just talk about whatever in, on the podcast world. I haven't found one yet. So I just want to say like, uh, you know, meeting people, hearing people's stories will help you understand why the world is operating the way it's happening. And the more perspectives you can have, the better idea you can have of what the hell is, you know, what the real world is, not what the, <clears throat> what the TV tells you, mm -hmm. what the other podcasts tell you. It's like you meet someone in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. um, anyways, so I'm getting a little wild up about that, but that video got me all messed up and I wanted to talk about it now because yeah. we're talking about it. No worries, man. So, can we just talk about that night or that time? Or is that too like direct to go straight to it? <clears throat> well, like with everything in life, every situation always has context. So I yes. think just talking just straight into the night. Doesn't make sense. Okay. It, you know, it, 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 we could talk about it, but there had to be, we have to understand okay. what precipitated it. It's never in a situation that where something comes to a boiling point out of nowhere. There's something that causes that first sort of like, you know, a temperature getting hotter, hotter, hotter before it comes, takes time to come to a boiling point. And that night was a boiling point, right? Um, I'll just sort of rewind. That was January 28th, uh, 2008. It was a Monday evening. So let's just go say back, we could go years back because, you know, if you want to get to the root of something, you could go all the way back to the roots, you know, and find out sort of where things went wrong. But I'll just, you know, for the sake of this podcast. Um, well, hold on. Tonight, Is there, do you know where we left off last? Do you know? 2004, 2004, after the trial. Okay, after uh, Mr. Malik's trial, the Air India trial? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, well, then th that's going to be like another 20 hours right there. Rest next few years. Okay. Right. So, we'll just, let's just go straight into what happened that night, January 28th, 2008. It was a Monday evening. Um, so, about <clears throat> June before that, what happened, um, it was... You know, I'd been married uh, to, a, to a lady who I had my fr first child with. Um, we got married in 2000, early 2007. Uh, had a baby in the summer of 2007, my first child. Um, I was super, like, I love my kids. I have a daughter right now. She's 22 months. Uh, kids are the most biggest blessing one could ask for from God. You know, um, people who have kids understand, like, you know, how, how important and how much joy they bring to your life. Um, unfortunately, I had a lot of issues that I sort of dealt with as a child, my upbringing and everything, you know, my sort of uh, fractured relationship with my dad on and off. Um, and then 
basically me being involved in criminal activity for so many years and uh, building these bad habits and they don't just stop when someone like that, someone like myself gets married. You don't understand. All of a sudden become like, okay, I'm married now and everything's going to change tomorrow. No, I never worked on myself. <clears throat> never worked on my issues, never had a chance. So those issues sort of carried into my marriage. Um, what I should have been doing was like, you know, going to work every day, providing for my family, but I was doing the opposite. I was partying all the time. I was still involved in criminal activity. I was, I had my, you know, they say you can't have your feet in two different canoes. And that's what I did. I was trying to be on one side, have my foot being a family man. And then, well, actually I had my foot in three canoes because it's like, one, you're trying to be a family man. One, you're trying to show that you're working legit. And then on the third one, you're like, hey, I'm still trying to make moves and hustle on the side and um, get rich schemes, right? And uh, what happened was I, I was partying all the time. You know, a few of my friends were actually going to go to prison. They were pleading out to uh, kidnapping charges. And there there's probably four or five of my friends and they were looking at six years. They, they got a plea deal. Um, well, they got a plea deal when, when, when they finally, you know, went in front of the judge. But six months before that, what happened was these guys knew they were going to jail. So we'd party all the time. So basically what would happen was we always have excuses to go out. Listen, it's a going away party for these guys. We go to go here, go there, stuff like that. That's it. It's like, you know what? But I really, I was like, I'm going to miss my bros. And we locked up six years. So it wasn't like, you know, they're going for a month or a weekend, a couple of you know, weekends uh, inside. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, so June of 2007, I was, I was with my, my wife. I was with a good friend of mine. It was his birthday. And there's a lot of trust, trust issues with my relationship. And uh, basically, you know, I would never, ever leave my phone around my w wife. Um, and I just, I always had it locked because I just didn't want her in my business. And uh, <clears throat> that was, by the way, back when it was like, a flip moral phone, right? razor <laughs> yeah dude no I, yeah no like no, i'm just saying for oh for listeners that are listening they're probably thinking oh this, this is like he's yeah, probably got a snapchat block yeah it's like yeah, what no, 2000 2007 no, i think that i think I had, a, I had a crazier back i had blackberries too but blackberries wasn't for like legit it was just more for like you know extracurricular activities okay yeah. um makes so, sense that's so, why but, they were but big. the crazier i had right and i you know i have it around all the time right i think it was crazy i don't even remember but um anyways so what happened was one night I was with my wife and a friend whose birthday was and we're hanging out. Um, and one of my best friends, like for the last few years before that, a guy who I brought into my house, who I lived with, and I called my brother. My nieces called him mama as well too. This guy was so close with me, close with everybody, but he sort of had this other side to him as well too. Like he had a good side and like everyone, everyone has a bad side. But looking back now realizing now this guy had a really really uh he was a hater the guy was a, the most jealous person around um if anyone was doing good making money stuff like that he just if he wasn't a part of it he was not happy um if you if you got a if your relationship's good with your wife and everything or you're moving up you know and he's still not going anywhere he, he's not happy and he'd always sort of sabotage try to sabotage me in different ways meanwhile tell me i'm your bro this that blah 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 Long story short, which I just <laughs> get ready, guys. <laughs> so long story short, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened was um, me and him, we started hanging out in 2002. We started making moves together. Business was good. Same age? He, you know, he's, a, he's probably three, four years older than me. 
older. Um, he's from India. He's a, he's you know he's a dip. In Toronto, they say ref. Ref, yeah. Ref, yeah. Did you, like, you know that? Yeah. Ref, no, yeah, yeah. like refugee. No, ref. not refugee. Refugee. Yeah. They say refugee. Refugee. But anyway, so what happened was me and this guy. I'm not. I I I'm not even mentioned by names because he doesn't even get to have his fucking name mentioned, right? Um, I don't even talk about him no more because it's just one of those things. But today I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm sharing my real life experiences. Crazy. You know, showing people that, hey, someone you trust, this is how the game is. Someone you call your brother, everything, stuff like that. And what happened was <clears throat> we lived together 2002 and 2003. What? No, end of 2002, what happened was he ended up getting busted in the States and he, was, he, wasn't, a, he wasn't a Canadian citizen. He'd been here for like 15 years before that, but he never got his, no, maybe 10 years before that. But he never got his citizenship because he always had charges. But the only reason he was allowed to stay here was because he applied for re refugee status back then, saying that he was under persecution in India. So they had a, had the statue, a statue where it's like, you claim refugee status. And if the, the um, judge says, okay, you know what? We, immigration says, yeah, we accept his case. You go through judge, whatever it is, and saying, yeah, there is danger to this person. It was a scam. There's no, nothing at all. He just wanted to came over here, applied refugee status, and got that refugee status sort of accept acceptance. But he ne they never have to give him citizenship because you have to have three years of good behavior where there's no issues and they give you your citizenship. But when you're, when you're a political refugee like that, they cannot deport you back to your country because that goes against the Geneva Connect Convention, I think, whereas you know, you're, they're taking you, sending you back where you, you, you could be persecuted. So they, it, they, it was a tricky situation because now it's like they can't deport him. But when he got sent to, when he got caught in the States for drugs, at the border he got caught actually, and they, they put him in jail over there. And now the State's like, okay, we're going to deport you. Canada's like, he's not Canadian citizen, citizen, we don't have to take him. So what they did was he sat there for like a, a year and a half in prison and basically finally said, I don't know, maybe a, he was there for maybe a year, couldn't, couldn't get bail, nothing at all, because where's he going to go? He ended up going, they deported him back to India. So he goes back to India. By the way, there's a lot of people that have been deported back to like the back to England, other countries from here who've been their whole lives here. They have no one back home and they're getting deported back to their countries. <clears throat> but for him, he was from there, but everyone for him was here or some other country. So he gets deported back over there <clears throat> and he starts, uh, you know, he wants to come back. I'm talking to him all the time. I'm like, bro, we're going to do whatever we can to get you back. I had the best intentions to get this guy back. Like, you know, if we had to spend money on something, figure something out, get him back over here. Because once we got him back over here, Canada cannot deport him because now, because under that <clears throat> refugee status. So what ends up happening was he ended up going to England from India, spent like, you know, probably six months a year over there, did some work, came back to India. And then 2004, end of 2004, I ended up, uh, so yeah, so, so maybe he never went to India for that long. Maybe he went to England for, sorry, just a few months, right? Because when I got back to, when I went to India to visit him for the first time, it was, I went there Christmas 2004. So I go there and like, I really wanted to bring this guy back to Canada because this, this is my bro. But what happened was he was talking to this other girl who actually how it's, it's all tied into what happened to Jan, in, on January 28th that night. So yeah. he was talking to this girl and uh, <clears throat> who was the, who, this girl was the one who I had beef with, right? So what happened was he was talking to this girl and she, so I, I flew out to India and when I went to visit him in Faguara, he met me in Faguara and uh, he's like, 
I'm like, listen, I got my passport, everything here. Like, let's can we put it in a safe somewhere? He's like, no, just leave it here. Where our travel agents, uh, travel agency that belonged to one of his friends. So I locked my tra- my passport, everything. I'm like sort of careless like that. You know, I, I just do things like, you know, whatever. It's all good. I trust everybody. Like, you know, oh, it's okay. Come over or, you know, let's put it right. Let, I'll just put this right here. And I just don't think much, but I just, I'm, I'm trusting. So what happened was I left my passport there and we left from there and we went sort of partying, hanging out, just reminiscing, catching up on old times. We ended up going for New Year's in Chandigarh that uh, New Year's Eve. Went to New Year's Eve that night, ripping it up in Chandigarh, had a blast. What ends up happening was, after that, he's like, a couple days after that, this is how Chalaki was. He's like, oh, bro, I'm going to go back to that bend and just deal with some, some things, right? He's like, I'll meet you, you know, in a, in a couple of days up in Mildea. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went back. Whenever I was in India, I always stayed at Kuldeep Monik's house. Legendary singer, right? So What? What do you mean you stayed at his house? What the hell do you mean by that? Kuldeep Monik, like that. Yeah, what do you mean you stayed at his yeah. house? Like, who's he to you? Is he like a relative? So his, his son, Yudvir, is my bro. Like, you guys know Yudvir Monik? No. no, I've heard. I think, you know, okay. I've heard. I, I, so, I didn't even know he had a son. Yeah, Kuldeep Monik has one son, right? Yudvir Monik, right? So me and Yudvir Monik are just, we're, we've been bros since 2001. So that time, I was, I was singing Yudvir, with Yudvir, went, went there. And after a couple of days, I had some things to do, like banking and things like that. I'm like, I need my passport. So I called, I called, I called, oh, I called no. this friend up, friend of mine up, and no answer. So I was like, I gave it a day, called him again, no answer again. I didn't have no other phone numbers. So I was like, fuck. I didn't think much of it. I just thought maybe he's busy or his phone's not working. It's India. So I went to the same um, travel agency where I dropped off my passport that time. So when I get there, I walk in. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, I just came to pick up my passport. I left here with, with, with that guy. And they're like, oh. They go, he came and took it a couple of days ago. I was like, oh, strange. So right away, I knew something was up. But if I wanted, I could have just flipped out right there and then and, you know, just cancel my password or just call the authorities. But at the same time, I wanted this guy to come. I'm like, you know what? If he's doing something up to no good using my passport, I'm like, that's on him. But I go, let me just, let me just get, do my homework first, see what's going on. But I was like, I, I had a lot of confusion in my head. Like, what should I do? Like, I'm stuck here now. So, so you, were, you, you were thinking that something was up. Yeah, I, I had suspicions. So I went to a spend and they're like, oh, what the, he's not here. So then I was like, where could he be? So it was like bizarre. I was like, maybe he just went somewhere else and he just took, kept it for safekeeping. And then I called some friends in Canada and he, had, he was already on the way over there. And my friend called me. He's like, he's like, yeah, bro, he's, we're going to pick him up from the airport pretty soon. I'm like, wow. So the, the, so the woman that I have this, had this beef with after, she actually went to India on someone else's passport and she could talk to him. They, they, they colluded together to take my passport. And then he's going to fly back to Canada on my passport. So what happened was he took, he took my passport, flew back. He dyed his hair blonde. I wasn't even blonde back then. But he dyed his hair blonde. And then he made it through. He spoke English decently. So he's a little bit aggressive. He's, you know, he's, a little, you know, he's, he probably went there like, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah, like, you know, whatever. So, so, he, so he did, sorry, um, he did this. To get back to Canada, essentially. Get back to Canada. Like, no, no other intention, just that. Just that. I know, and he dyed his hair so he'd look even more different than you. I don't know. Maybe blend in with the crowd. <laughs> crowd or just looks like he's a Canadian, maybe. They might yeah, think, maybe. like, yeah. Only Canadians would do this crazy fucking shit, oh, getting their hair dyed blonde, right? Interesting. So what okay. happened was he got back over there, but never, like, never discussed with me not once. Like, hey, bro, this is my plan. This is what I want to do. So everyone always thought that I gave him my passport. I gave him my passport. 
in the intention for sa- safekeeping never to come back to Canada. So because of that whole situation, I was in India that time, stuck there for four months. Um, like, dude, I was in a relationship that time. It was, it, it was taxing on every sort of thing I was trying to do. You know, I, I was trying to get back. I, how many times I had to go to the Canadian consulate? Like three times. They'd give me a temporary pass, passport that lasted 24 hours, but I'd have to go to the FRRO, which is a foreign regional registration office, and get a stamp saying that I'm approved to get, leave the country. But when, every time I go there, they'd be like, hey, listen, you know what? We already got information from the airport that your passport's been stamped and left. So whoever the fuck you sold your passport to, now this is your headache. They're trying to teach me a lesson saying, you, you know what? You're, you pulled a scam here. Now you deal with it. So I had to literally, I had to go through, so, jump through so many hoops. Because of called Demonic, they hooked me up with this uh, politician out there named uh, Balwan Singh Ramawalia. Right? Can you can you be even mentioning Kaldimanik's name in this situation here? Or, bro, that, the family, they're, they're G's, man. That family. Why, that's why, the can't, most, why, why can't you mention Kaldimanik? Yeah. Well, he hooked you up with whatever. Yeah. Kaldimanik's family. But anybody that knows the Monik family, right? When they stand for something, they got your back. They got your back. There's nothing, there's nothing no ifs, ands about it. There, he, he, that guy, Kaldimanik, when he stood for something, he didn't back down from nothing. Doesn't care. Doesn't matter if there's a fucking tank in front of him or a fucking army in front of him. He's the one that's saying GT Road and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, dude. No, my no, dad loves legend, Kaldimanik. Yeah, legend, legend, right? Yeah. And Jazzy B is 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 his shigerd, right? And Jazzy B is always one that gives him total props and has a much utmost respect from treating treats him like a father figure, basically. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, what ended up happening was this guy gets back to Canada, and uh, I'm stuck in India. I tried so many different avenues, so much stress, and trying to get back here. I was there for four months. Finally, I made some connections. I had to pay this military politician out there like 80,000 rupees, which wasn't Jeez. much. But still, like it took me a lot to, <laughs> no, but it took me a lot to get to that. You can't just walk up to some army officer yeah. and like, yo, what's up, man? I'm going to get back to Canada. I need you to call those guys over there and get my stamp on there so I get the fuck out of here. And I was like, man, I was just, it was, I was so dookie out there. Like, you know, one of my, you know, just in a, a week before coming back, one of my, you know, closest friends end up passing away on uh, on april 2nd 2005 that time but it was it was a mixed emotions because while i was out there is when the the judge came back with the verdict mm-hmm. on the air india bombing holy that shit was, man isn't that crazy that what was march movie. 16th 2005 and I, I remember sitting there and i called my friends because it was it was late at night i remember being at the hotel i jumped on the phone like hey listen i'm like i call back i'm talking to my friend like yo what's up what happened and he's like, everyone that was a supporter was elated. Like, hey, like he beat it. He beat, he got found not guilty, not guilty. So I was like so much celebration, so happy and everything. I was like, I'm stuck out here. But hey, listen, you know what? At least so, someone in my eyes and the law's eyes was innocent. And uh, so <clears throat> what happened was I was happy about that. And uh, when I, while I was there, I was coming back. Within three weeks later, I was coming back. But April 2nd, I remember back then people on MSN Messenger. There was nothing else, <laughs> the right? Best. So I remember going on email and a friend of mine, I'm, I'm, you know, I was, this is probably like on April 3rd or 4th, a friend of mine's like, yo, you know, he messaged me. I didn't talk to that much on, on Messenger. I didn't talk to anybody back messenger? then. Messenger? AOL? Oh, mes- MSN Messenger. MSN, yeah. MSN Messenger. Holy crap, man. So what, 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 yeah, no, eh? what, what ends up happening was, and so my, my, my friend, he mess- he's on, the mess- on Messenger. And he's like, yo, what's up? He's like, fuck, that's fucked up, eh? I'm like, what's fucked up? He's like, about Souk. 
I'm like, Suk. He's like, Suk Juanda. I'm like, what happened? He's like, he got shot. And I was like, he got shot. I'm like, and I was just like going numb right there. You just go totally numb. And you're like, I'm like, is, is he okay? And then, no, he's dead. And I was like, just my fucking heart sank so bad. This is on and MSN? MSN, Messenger. Holy right? shit. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. I didn't know what to even say. I freaking, I, I, I was beside myself. And uh, I, I think I, I, I within, within like 10, 15 minutes, I called the house after. And you hear people in the background crying, bawling. I'm talking to the, to the brother, her, his older brother, Jazz, who actually is also going to be on this podcast. Um, one of the most amazing guys like that, the Juanda family, um, most amazing family, you know, that uh, I've ever, I've ever sort of had the privilege of, of knowing and calling my brothers and, and family. Did I meet well. this guy? No, you haven't met him. Okay. Anyways. Right. So that, and I was like, oh my God, I was like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to even say. What can you say to someone who lost their brother? Mother lost her son, sister lost her brother. There's no words. So I ended up coming back the next Saturday. And the day I came back was, you know, I went straight from the airport, went straight to uh, the house. And from there, went to the funeral home. Was It was the first day I got back. And I'm coming back to basically get my bro ready for his funeral the next day. Where I, within a year later, he's supposed to get married. It should have been a marriage celebration. But it was, a it was, it was, a it was the funeral the next day. And uh, I, I remember being there and just, you know, how composed his dad was. Like he did a das and everything, just basically thanking God, saying, you know what? You know, thank you for blessing us with this beautiful child and everything. And now, you know what? You gave him to us and now you took him back. And we just thank you for blessing us for the short period of time, mm -hmm. right? So, so the other guy that snuck into the country, he's that guy that was your bro. Yeah. He's in the country at this point. Yeah. You, what are you, were you thinking about where he is? Were you, no, bro. Once I found out my, my good friend. None got, of that mattered anymore. Nothing matters. You know, things happen where it's like something's pissing you off, something's upsetting you, or something that, you know, that is sort of troublesome. But then something like this happens, there's no greater loss than death. When someone close to you passes away, you could do whatever. You could make all the money in the world. You could, you could be the president of the United States of America. Your friends are coming back. Right. So what ended up happening, I just sort of put everything with that whole situation. It didn't even, you know, cross my mind. I was just too focused on just, you know, being there with the family. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, next day was a funeral and just, you know, everything was just, it's just, you don't, when someone, he was 26 years old when he passed away. So you don't expect friends that young to be gone. Right. Um, so basically after that, you know, I did, Finally, go see my friend who took my passport and, you know, hey, I'm like, hey, that's awesome. You made it. And everyone else thinking like, you know, that it was a setup that I gave him my passport. They're like, whoa, that's, that's pretty good of you giving your passport like that. You just got stuck out there for four months, right? I'm not going to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. This guy fucking never told me nothing at all. This guy's a piece of shit. I just said like, hey, you know what? But what it should have been, you know what? In a way, it's my fault. I didn't have no boundaries. I should have said, hey, listen, that's good. You made it here. Stuff like that. But at the same time, you're a fucking clown for doing this behind my back. So, hey, take care of yourself. Have a good life. I should have went on my way. But I was just, I was addicted to toxic relationships back then. It all boils down from your trauma, your childhood, everything else. I just, that's where I thrived was in these chaotic 
relationships with friends, with girlfriends, with everything. What ended up happening was he shacked up with this girl that brought him from India, brought him from there. And then she came back and me and her always had beef. Uh, just before that, me, me and her actually went, were business partners in a restaurant. This is one of those things, you know, you, you, you put a little bit of money into an investment and what like a pyramid that. scheme. Yeah. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we had that recording right now, just put it like, you know, right. <laughs> I was in high school, bro. <laughs> I was, no, no, man, I was in high school. I was in high school. Anyways, Fuck that guy, man. Whatever I was never on. Yeah. So, so what happened was, basically, I was happy for him. I mean, hey, that's awesome. But what, what, I, was, what I was trying to, I was just saying basically is, I trusted people too much. I gave people too many second chances. And uh, when you give people too many chances, it just, they take advantage of it. And then what happens is basically, people walk all over you. And then, they walk all over you, walk all over you, and then tell you, tell you fucking snap. And with him, I never got in a fight with him. I'd argue with him here and there. But uh, that, but at the same time, I was like, man, this guy's he's brainwashed because that girl that he, he was with, uh, she was actually a business partner of mine um, and just in a restaurant we had together for, for, for a moment, right? Yes. And uh, it was one of those things that, like, you know, we just we lost. And uh, Can I ask you something? Yeah. You said you were addicted to toxic relationships. Yeah. So in the, you're saying that in hindsight, you're saying that now you're looking back, you're like, man, that's crazy. Or in the moment, did you find <clears throat> it was normal to you or it was like entertainment it was, it for was, you? No, it was normal. So you're like, oh, everyone Be does because this you're stuff. under stress all the time and everything. Okay. And you, doesn't, you have no boundaries. So you weren't addicted to it. You were just accustomed to it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was just comfortable. Used to it. Comfortable. comfortable with it, right? Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. Is you're like, oh, people do sticky yeah. stuff. It's yeah. But like, but, but no, but maybe somebody stealing your passport, you being stuck in a different country for four months, you being chill about yeah. that. I'm just saying, and, and that's not like, a lot. Not, would I'll you be chill about one. that? I would not be chill about and, that. And and not only that, not like he's like, hey, you four months, I'm gonna send you fucking twenty grand, like live like a king out there. Just like no shame, like you know, dude. It's like I'm stuck out there. I'm doing everything on my own, stuff like that. But I was like, I just obviously I'm not gonna care. But it was just if he actually gave a fucking looking back now, if that guy actually gave a fuck about me. He would have been like, hey, man, you know what? What you call it? I feel bad or this, that. Or like, hey, listen, man, I'm sorry. It wasn't me. My parents told me to do yeah, it. Yeah. Or, you could have said something. Make a bullshit excuse. Said, so say something. Yeah. <laughs> or like, hey, listen, you know what? Hey, I just had no other choice because I wasn't sure how you're going to react. It was life and death. Yeah. I had, yeah. Real but, talk. But real talk, right? But nothing. not anything. So what happened was. Uh, was he hoping you wouldn't find out? No, he knew I found. He, How would you not find out? I talked to him at the airport when we landed. Oh yeah, because everyone right? knew. Sorry, yeah. So, so, but so he went around telling everyone right when he landed. He's like, "Oh, Mindy hooked it up." Yeah, he just yeah. He was like, "Oh, yo, Mindy hooked yeah, it up. Yeah. Mindy hooked it up." Yeah. So what ends up happening was so he's he shacked up with that girl now, who I was partners with before. What do you mean shacked yeah. up? Like he's 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 in a relationship with her. Shacked up. She's you know, living. With you him. say that. Sorry, I'm fucking sick. No, but there's shacked, there's whacked. There's a lot of, that's why I was making, no, I, thought you, I, thought I got shacked, shacked and whacked confused there. Neil? So you're like, yo, he shacked, he shacked. I'm like, okay. he shacked up with this girl. Okay. No, but I knew what he meant when he said it. Yeah. Well, he also but said I'd never whacked. heard it before. So, Sorry, I got to find people on the podcast who are my fucking age. These yeah. guys are fucking kids. Well, that's why we I got it all. You know, right? Not everyone yeah. was so able to be born during the 1920s. He was there. My page is going off. Pager, what do you mean? Are you sure you don't have no. like a little ringing Sun phone dial. like this? Dude, you don't yeah, have yeah. Top clocks. <laughs> uh, 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 hourglasses. Yeah, yeah, Are you yeah, shocked yeah. to see this technology, light bulbs and stuff? Uh, yeah, totally shocked. <laughs> so what, what ended up happening was um, <clears throat> he's shocked up with this chick. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to stick to that. So what ends up happening was 
this guy, this guy's totally like, oh my god, this guy is like, he's he's he's, he's bought into her. He's jacked up. Yeah, he's, jacked he's, to, up. he's totally he's totally well, shocked. Oh, he's, sorry, sorry. He's yeah. in love with her. He's, he's locked in. in. He's shocked. He's in, in love with her. Um, Wait, what is shacked? Where does that come from? No. Okay. Can I just ask? Okay. Where, where's your shack? Your place where you live? No, it's a house or a crib. Shacked, shacked up. up. Okay, got it. Okay, go you know on. what? We're gonna have to ask the audience. Does that is that a dumb fucking term? Is it too outdated? Shacked up? Or I think that's pretty outdated. Vibes, but luckily, I've never heard this phrase. But I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant. This guy was a little. We should, we, hey, listen. We should ask the audience, right? What's worse, shacked up or off rip? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Shacked Up Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the shack. Oh yeah, yeah. Welcome to the shack. Shack yeah, yeah, talk. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's shed talk. Is that already exists? Shack talk though. That sounds like the shack shake shack. Anyways. Anyways, okay, cool. So, so, so he got shacked <clears throat> up. So he's with this girl, living with her, and they, he's with her. She's doing her scams. I don't know what she's doing for for income, but he's comfortable with her. They're they're oh, so it's scams. <laughs> it's, it's bad, huh? It's she's not. She's doing whack stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're both shocked together. She's being whack. Okay, go on. Go on. They're go counting on. the stacks. You guys are so dorky. It's not even funny, man. I swear to God. Either I'm just like Dude, too much. Gonna... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay. So what happened was they're together and <clears throat> I'm still friends with this guy. And my whole idea, I'm like, you know what? I just got back that time. I, w- I went through sort of a tough time financially as well too. And I was just trying to get my, get my shit together. But I was like, man, I told him, I go, bro, I go, when I start making paper again, I go, I'm going to get you out of this relationship. I go, you're dependent on this chick. I go, I got to get you out. I'm going to get you, we'll get you a place, get you settled, settled down. You're trying to help him. I'm trying to help him still. Even after a while. Yeah, because I'm like, this guy's in a messed up relationship. He's, he's buying into all her BS. And I just, I always believed that this woman was no good for him. And I just thought she was she she was one of those scam artist type of people. Yeah. So I was like, hey, and the, me and her had a fallen out. We didn't get along. You know, I wish her well now. I don't have nothing against her. But uh, back then, I had that ego. I was like, fuck this bitch, right? And that's how my thinking was back then. And uh, so I should, but looking back hindsight, I should have been like, dude, you lie your bed, make your bed, you lie in it, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I trying to be freaking captain? Cap, you know, trying to be save a friend here. Build your shack, yeah, right. So let him, let him, let him, let him live with her, do her, do his thing. So what ends up happening was I ended up, uh, you know, trying to break up that relationship. But during that time, I would talk to him occasionally, not all the time like was before, but we'd hang out occasionally. And then I can't even believe this. Yeah, but so when he he'd go home. When he'd go home, sometimes the next morning or what would go on like a two-day party bender, she'd be like, where the hell were you? She knew that he hated my, she, he knew she hated my guts. Yeah. So she, she, he'd tell her like, oh, I was with Mindy. So now she thinks that I'm taking him out partying probably with other chicks, stuff like that, which wasn't the case. He wasn't with me, but he just used me as an excuse because he knew she's not going to call me up because I didn't like her. She liked me. Oh, so now fast forward what happened over that period of time. She knew that I was trying to break him up. This 2007. Okay, well. In June. <clears throat> so 2007, June, what happens? I was with my wife, my friend, uh, and it was his birthday. And all of a sudden, my phone rings. If you guys have any questions for Mindy, if you have any questions for her mole, any questions for me or just about Limelight, or maybe you have some stories you want to share, you can DM us, you can email us. And, um, and of course, you can comment on the video wherever you're watching it. So enjoy or have a good one or enjoy, whatever. 